0: Welcome to the Duet Partner Podcast. My name is Nylan. At Duet, we pride ourselves on being the original studio management software for independent music teachers who want to focus on nurturing students, not running a business. Our dedication to teachers remains unwavering. Music is our passion and music teachers are our heroes. In a world that can seem heavy and overwhelmed with challenges, music is the great antidote. Teachers are the enablers, the incubators of future artistic expression. At Duet, we do everything we can to encourage your work, treat you with dignity, and express our gratitude for what you give the world. Striving to be a great teacher is a lifelong pursuit, and at Duet, we want to be your partner for continuing education along the way. This podcast will introduce you to your peers and the masters in your industry so that you can learn and be inspired just as you inspire others. I am so happy to have with us here today, Glory St. Germain. We're going to learn so much from her. Thank you so much for being with us today, Glory.
1: Thank you, Nylon. I'm excited to be here.
0: So Glory St. Germain is the founder and CEO of Ultimate Music Theory, which has produced over 50 books and allowed her to become a speaker and international best-selling author. She's also the author of The Power of Why, Musicians Anthology Book Series. Glory is the host of the Global Music Teachers Summit, Online Music Teachers Course Creator, and Expert Music Teachers Business Coach. She is truly an expert, and I'm excited to learn so much from her today from all of this experience. She brings remarkably successful teaching experience to the development of the Ultimate Music Theory program, the Ultimate Music Teachers membership, and her online courses, including her signature course, the UMTC Elite Educator program, and UMT certification course for teachers. She's also a neurolinguistics practitioner. Which she incorporates into her teaching training. She's held many positions in music teacher organizations and associations. So we're going to jump right in, Glory, and um, I'm going to ask you about your training as a child. What was your what was your musical experience as a child? Tell us when you began
1: your lessons, how you were trained, all of that. Sure. Well, my musical training as a child actually uh, began probably the day I was born. (laughs) I was born on Christmas Day and born into a musical family, and so it was just always part of my life. My lessons started when I was five years old, and uh, I was classically trained. And it really led from there. I think the one thing... um, in my, in my early years is that my parents were very musical and they really had a firm belief in, in, uh, you know, professional education as musicians. So I was very grateful, uh, for my early training as, as a young musician and started teaching at the age of 16. And it just kind of went from there. <laughs> Great teachers.
0: <laughs> so tell us how, how did you decide to to start teaching at the age of 16? I know there's a, a fun story there. So tell us about that.
1: Yeah. So, um, well, you know, uh, how do you make some money when you want to buy a car? Well, I was 16 years old and all my friends were making, you know, 50 cents an hour babysitting and I thought, "Wait a minute, I have, you know, I I ha- was an advanced learner in my music. I already had my grade 8 piano and my grade 2 theory, which is what it was called at the time. And I thought, well, "I can make five times more money than my friends same age as me." And I did. So, paid cash for my my car and I just wanted the fastest way to make money, but what happened, Nylon, is that I absolutely fell in love with teaching music and the joy that it brought to all of my students. So uh it was a win-win. <laughs> Making money Fantastic. and getting a car. <laughs>
0: Paying yeah. cash. And you just and you just stuck with it. You never looked back, huh? Yes, that absolutely. Was, that was- Wow, fantastic. So you were raised as a pianist and you you started by teaching piano. Um, And do you you continue to teach piano? Tell us a little bit about this evolution into the sort of media mogul that you've become uh, around teaching music theory specifically.
1: Yes, absolutely. So I do teach piano and I think I realized that one of the most effective ways to help students really understand um, the language of music is to incorporate music theory. And that has been a big part of my teaching studio. And I think what happened was I realized there was a need for me to learn. And through learning, sometimes we discover that if something doesn't work for you, then you need to create something that works. And that's really what led me into the next development of creating, you know, the Ultimate Music Theory program. Mm-hmm.
0: And how long ago was that then?
1: Oh my! Now you're going to really date me. <laughs> <laughs> I. Well, think so. I Yes. uh, No, it's true. I I think it goes back to when I was teaching at, you know, through the years, I've I've taught thousands and thousands of students, and both private and group lessons. And um, I guess it was going back now, probably 15 years ago, that I actually got serious and decided it's time. And that's when I created the ultimate music theory workbook program, which, of course, Uh is always a stepping stone into the next activity in your life, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that was there any particular catalyst at that time in your life? I mean, you'd obviously been teaching, as you said, thousands of students in your studio. I mean, that's a big leap for you know an in-home teacher to decide to become an entrepreneur in a different way. Was there was there just was there just one night where you couldn't sleep and you're like, now's the time? Or where, yeah. what was the catalyst behind
1: that? You know, to be really honest, it was one moment in time when my, I used to send all of my students to uh, another teacher for theory because I didn't feel qualified. I didn't feel good enough. You know, that imposter syndrome where why should, I don't know anything that lack. And one of my young students, uh, you know, she was standing at the back door in my studio and she said, "Miss Glory you know, I really want to learn music theory from you. And if you're willing to learn, I'd love it if you would be my teacher. And I thought, well, how can I resist this, you know, beautiful little brown eyed girl? And I I realized that, yes, I do need to learn. So it was through really that moment. And as I started to explore that, I realized there wasn't a lot of resources for educators to learn how to teach music theory. So after writing the, the program, I then, you know, searched for publishing and everyone said no and doors slammed in my faces. And so I thought, well, that's not good enough. And and so I researched how to become a publisher, how to write effective books for learning. Um, in, and it's not just about writing materials. It's about how can you communicate this for visual, auditory, and kinesthetic learners. That's a whole different ballgame. There was a lot of research that went into creating a successful program, including having review tests at the end of every lesson and all these things that in my research, and believe me, I think I bought every music theory book on planet Earth that I could possibly find. And I looked for things that worked and things that perhaps didn't and did a lot of research with my own students because, of course, I was teaching over 100 kids a week back then. And I realized then that I could create this. And what happened as I began touring and presenting my books is that I realized that there was a need to help teachers just like me that didn't feel confident in teaching music theory. And how could I elevate their skill sets? Um, And that was really you know, when I started to create the UMTC uh, certification course and our elite educator program. And now we have our Ultimate Music Theory Teachers membership and coaching. So it really has evolved and it's all about helping other people. And I think that's why we teach, right? Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned earlier
0: that you had re- achieved a sort of level two theory certification as a, as a child, would you tell us specifically what you're referring to when you talk about the level two theory certification? It's a Canadian, it's the Royal Conservatory um,
1: grading. Is that correct? Well, actually the Royal Conservatory of Music is an international program. Uh, So whether you are in Canada, whether you're in the U S the, and, and to, you know, the honest thing too, is that when you think about the language of music, it's a universal language. So we have uh, inside our UMTC Lead Educators uh, program, we have educators from New Zealand, South Africa, Zimbabwe, all over the US, of course, Canada, um, Hong Kong, um, hope I'm not missing any countries, but we are a global company. And so really, whether you are um, teaching music theory in, in New Zealand, or whether you're teaching in the US, the language of music theory is all the same. So our program is a applicable to whatever you're using. Um, Myself, personally, I achieved my... uh, my teaching certificate from the Royal Conservatory of Music. I'm in Canada. Uh, but these exams uh, that they're offering are applicable to all of North America. So um, it really provides you with that stepping stone, just that foundation, whether you're going to do ABRSM or Conservatory Canada, um, you know, whether you're doing a Texas state exams, uh, we really provide that foundation for musicians, just like musicians don't just stay in their country anymore, right? We connect no. on- online and it's a beautiful world out there. There. It, it, it's a lot of fun to meet a lot of new teachers as well. Yeah, I'm. I'm wondering though.
0: Like, did you have to teach yourself more advanced theory um, once you started this project of, of publishing your own books, or did the theory that you received as a child through the program kind of prepare you for everything you, you needed?
1: Yeah, that's actually a really great question, um, Nyland, because I had to do a lot of research, even after achieving my ARCT, which does have, um, you know, the corporation of theory and so on into that program in order to achieve Mm -hmm. that but as an author I, I i can't even i mean i spent years researching effective ways for not only understanding the theory concepts but there's you know different ways of expressing those and different ways of teaching them if you're dyslexic or if you have learning disabilities all of those so it was a lot of research and i think as an author and publisher you, if you're if your work is going to stand the test of time and they often say most companies you know don't survive the 10-year mark and we're now celebrating you know 15 years uh, it just goes to show that that we are serving teachers at the highest level and I think I set out to discover music books that uh, could easily connect with students and really truly understand those concepts so yep a lot of research went into writing the books yeah. for effective learning you know I started out with a few worksheets and I didn't really think think... think about it, to be honest, that there, I would be publishing over 50 books and they're now available on, uh, you know, Amazon Bookdepository.com If you just type in glory, St. Germain, uh, and it's free shipping around the world. So, um, it's, it's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun. And knowing that I'm helping people is really what lights me up. Yeah. Do
0: you still have an active piano studio? Do you still teach piano students in your home? Yes, you do. yes,
1: I still do. I do. I have a tiny, 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 tiny studio. Uh, okay. And the reason is because I'm really about teaching teachers. So uh, in the UMTC Lead Educator Program, it's about teaching teachers. And it's why I'm so happy that you and I connected because you also are serving teachers. And I think so often teachers don't they, they say I'm just a music teacher, which really drives me crazy. You are a music business teacher. You know, owner, you're you're you own your Absolutely. own studio for the most part. What are the resources that you need to run your business effectively? Okay, well, perhaps you need the Ultimate Music Theory certification course to run that part of your business effectively, and I can help you do that. You know, there are other resources, such as uh, when we look at you know the duet partner, like that's going to help you be really effective in running your business. What other things do you need? Well, perhaps you want to jump into the membership. There's resources in there for games and lesson plans and activities. So. As a music teacher and your business owner, you need to open up that box, save time, you know, uh, save you know hours of research when everything is presented for you. And I think that is really the key. Uh, so, to answer your question in a nutshell, I am now also working as a um, private music business coach. So, I help uh, private music. Uh, teaching companies that are looking to grow and help them with their branding and their 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 messaging and their thought process at that end. I also help music teachers teach theory club classes. So I wear a few different hats now as yeah. as we do when our business grows.
0: Yeah. Tell me a little bit about your philosophy as a teacher. you know did you did you have one in those early years when you had your piano studio? How has that evolved over time? and and what are your what are your teaching values today? Just yeah absolutely at, you know, for your private student students
1: but also as your teaching teachers right yeah you know I love that question so much and I'll tell you why I think that is a question that every single teacher should ask herself and not only think about it but write it down my philosophy um, is really um, it stands on five guiding values that um, as a teacher I have, and they are number one is integrity, really having a foundational core value of honesty. That means a lot to me. It's very important. And not only to me as a person with my family, but also to my business. The second um, guiding value for myself is accountability, just accepting responsibility with clarity, clarity of purpose and support and accountability to me is everything and sometimes it's why we have business coaches it's why we uh, reach out to uh, accountability partners Um, it's because it will help us achieve um, that so when you have clarity of purpose and you have accountability things are going to happen you're going to get it done Uh, the third thing is consistency that's a big one it's a reputation of being reliable and meeting expectations regularly just showing up being present Uh, The fourth element would be innovation. This is really the catalyst for change. It's essential for growth, whether you like it or not, (laughs) and both personal and professional. So be open to that innovation and accept it, embrace it. And the final one would be gratitude. And being grateful helps us feel more positive in our emotions and ultimately brings us joy uh, and joy in fulfilling our life goals. And I share that with my students. And I think one of the things that's really important when we help our students um, learn how to be grateful as well, it's a big part of my teaching philosophy within uh, the students that I teach and also within the teachers that I coach is always be grateful because the universe will deliver more than you ever imagined. When you're simply grateful for what you've received.
0: Every, every teacher Mm -hmm. I talk with, it just grows my conviction that teaching is a dedication to growing character, right? It's a, it's that dedication to growing the whole person and you exemplify that beautifully. So thanks so much for sharing that with us. Um, the topic we're talking about today which is you know the the topic for you Glory is why is teaching music theory to our students so important. So we're going to shift gears there and and talk a little bit about that because when music teachers say they teach music they most often mean that they introduce people, young people, older yes. people to a specific instrument mm-hmm. and instruct them on how to play it, right? Where to put their yes. fingers, how to make a good tone, principles of musicality, technique. But, you know, as you've expressed already, sometimes the underlying structure of the music we're playing goes overlooked. And when do students learn to understand what the composer was actually doing when putting mm-hmm. certain groups of notes together? And when do students learn to appreciate the mathematical structures behind certain chord progressions or modulations, right? Instead of just, you know, actually just... just um, just copying what they hear or see on the page, when do they start to really understand how, how it's, why it's great or why certain feelings are produced by those sounds? Um, is it necessary or even important for students to understand these things? So, so let's get your, your opinion on this from a very high level point of view. You clearly think it is important for students to understand the theory as a part of their musical studies, or else you wouldn't have dedicated the last 15 years of your yeah. life to teaching this. Why? Why is it so important?
1: You know it's such a great question when we think about the um how important it is for students to understand the theory as part of their musical studies, um, you know if you think about this for a moment and when we think about music theory, which is the universal language, it doesn't matter what instrument you play. If you can even imagine, so you're three years old and you've learned a few words to communicate, is, is that going to be it? Those are the only words you're going to use, What you, whatever you've learned at age three. I think regardless of your learning style, um, visual, auditory, or kinesthetic, and your learning ability, we can always improve our skill set. And as a musician and as a teacher when you explore and open the box of crayons you no, you don't just have you know your few words that you learned when you were three you don't just have the three colors that you got when you were little but now you've got this full palette of magical colors that starts with the language of music theory and that's what puts you on your path to playing bigger pieces and more creativity and it's magical it's and it's essential
0: you mentioned. Early on in your piano studio that you sent your students to a different teacher for for their theory instruction. Do you feel now after going through this whole journey over the past 15 years that it's the responsibility of the instrumental teacher to introduce theory to his or her student? Or would you suggest that they follow the model that you followed early on in your studio where you sort of separated it? You sent them out to a a different instructor?
1: Um, Yeah. What's your what's your thinking on that these days? Yeah, uh, you know, another great question. I think musicians often choose their instrument of learning. So musicians, they say, well, I'd like to learn the piano or strings, woodwind, brass, percussion or voice, whatever that might be. But most musicians, when they're starting out, they go out looking um, for um, music books but they don't necessarily go looking for music theory books. So personally, I feel the responsibility of uh, teaching and learning music theory really lies with the music teacher. And some teachers simply they incorporate music theory into their instrumental or vocal lesson. However, when you think about our school system, and this is really important because all subjects require reading. And yet we still have this, this separate class. And I know I talked to a lot of band instructors and they say, Oh, we don't teach theory in our band or choral program because we don't have the time. And yet this is something that is essential for them. So I am adamant that as music teachers, make sure that you're providing a full music program in your studio uh, because they need to have the learning language. And it is a separate subject. Uh, In all my years, I've always taught music theory Uh, as a, as, as group lessons, because it's the, you know, the fun way to learn is of course in group. And then I've taught, you know, private piano in that regards, but I feel that music theory should be taught in addition to the instrument while blending the theory concept lessons into the practical, because we really want to help our students. We want to help them with their sight reading, with their ear training and ultimately their creativity and musicianship. So let's talk about that creativity and musicianship a little bit. What do you
0: think, Mm -hmm understanding the language of the music does for a student as they're interpreting a piece and as they're expressing it musically? What what skills does the theory
1: develop in the student as they're actually being a, a performer of a piece? Absolutely. When we think about music theory, music theory develops those musical skills of understanding, number one, the composer's interpretation of how the piece should be performed. Um, without an understanding uh, of the language of music theory, you cannot bring the highest level of musicality to the performance. If you can imagine that you didn't understand you know what the, the Italian terms meant. Even if you open up a fake book, what do you see? Just a bunch of chords, just a bunch of letters. If you don't know what that means, How can you play it? There are many non-musical skills also developed in uh, learning music theory, such as problem solving, improved memory, creativity, learning to hear what you see. To me, that's magical. I'll share a quick story with you. I remember I was shopping with my mom one day, and she opened up a cookbook. And we were shopping together at the mall, and she said, oh, this is delicious. I'm going to make this for dinner. I'm going to buy the book. And I looked at her, and I said, It says like one cup of this and two tablespoons of that. You can, like, how can you taste that? And I'll never forget this. And she said, well, Glory, remember we were in the music store earlier and you opened a book and you said, oh, I can't wait to play this. It's so beautiful. And you could hear it in your head before you had even touched the piano, just the melodic line, the harmony, the way it came in. So this is something that we are really developing and it helps students in, um, in analyzing And listening with the intent to understand all of the, the, you know, the elements of music. So it's essential. Uh, Even if you're non, uh, you know, when people say, well, how can this help me if I'm not, um, you know, playing the piano? Well, I just shared with you because you can actually understand the music. And even if you think about going to the concert, um, when you, uh, one more quick story, uh, you know, if you've ever gone to the festival and seen children play and they're sitting beside their grandma and they go up and they play and then they come and sit down and their grandma puts their arm around them and said "Oh you were fantastic you did such a great job And then the adjudicator is writing notes about the critique of the music which was not played well but the difference is is that the adjudicator has the skill set. You know, the non-musical skill set of understanding the language of music that she can critique the music as opposed to the grandma who just is proud of their childhood for going up and playing. So I think it brings another element. And we always smile when we see grandma going, you're so great. And the educator and the teacher's going, that was not, never never put the pedal down when you're playing Bach all the way through. Oh my gosh, (laughs) you know, but what can you do? We just, we just got to love those kids every minute.
0: But that's, I mean, there is a style element to understanding music theory too, right? I mean, as you're you're explaining, I mean, when you understand the building blocks of the music, you understand what the composer meant, depending on when he or she wrote it, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be interpreted in different ways. And and I just think it brings in that whole historical element as well. I remember in college, you know, analyzing Babach chorales and just thinking how incredible it was that 400 years ago somebody was doing this intricate work and you know figuring out this counterpoint in a way that you know it feels like in a lot of ways we've lost in contemporary music right that sophistication and that sort of richness of the of the quality of of leading the ear to certain things um and having it be so fulfilling so yeah it's um it's been a it, it's been a a good reminder for me as i've prepared for this and talking to you about um, that the importance of that and kind of a good, um, a good prompt for me to revisit that in my own children's education because they have fantastic teachers, but there's only a limited amount of time that they spend with them. Right. I mean, I think that's one reason your books are helpful because in an hour a week or however long the the lesson is, you know, there's a lot to do obviously. And so if a child can be sent home with a book or something engaging and have to report back on that, then, you know, that, that's a fantastic tool for a teacher to have at his or her disposal so that time in the lessons doesn't have to be taken away from learning the the practical art of playing the instrument. Um, so both, yeah, both are so important. Um, and I mean, you know, I, you've gone, you've gone through this journey, how, how have the last 15 years changed your own appreciation for music as you've learned so much more about this language and these building blocks of music? What's, what's, what has it done for your own, um, your own, the fulfillment that you get as a, as a listener and as a
1: performer? hmm I think one of the, the key factors, um, in reflecting back at the past 15 years, is I have seen um, growth in not only my students, but in myself. When we educate ourselves and in this day and age, it's so easy to, even this wonderful podcast that you've put together, to provide education for, for teachers and fellow musicians. So I think my greatest takeaway is that I continue to learn. And I think um, through my years, you know, as a as a student and then as a teacher, I realized that there's a lot of clarity in the language of music theory. And if we wanna learn the language and if we wanna learn it faster, we um and you, when you think about it when you see those young musicians getting up on the stage you wonder how did you get there so fast it's because we've now created uh, resources and programs and um, opportunities for students to elevate so when i look back at the last 15 years of where i was wow, it's been a big journey. And now someone coming into our program and you know participating um, and, and taking advantage of things like Duet Partner and podcasts and learning, they can just get there so much faster, which is really what it's all about. Like uh, always go to the experts. That's my philosophy. If I want to learn something, I'm going to an expert because I don't want to take 15 years to learn it. I've created my program in 15 years and I can teach it to you easily. So, uh take advantage of that. When you find an expert, learn from them. That's my philosophy. <laughs> Love it. It really is a game changer.
0: Well, and our Duet subscribers actually can uh access a discount code through their account. If they go to resources and podcasts in your Duet account, you can find a discount code for the Ultimate Music Theory shop. So, thank you so much Glory for that. Um, and we're excited to be able to offer duet subscribers that discount uh, on your products and encourage them to go, go to the expert, which is you, um, to, to get access to all of your fantastic materials. Would you sort of close this off by telling us about a special teacher in your life? Who was one of the most influential music teachers in your life and what made them special?
1: Yes. Um, my uh the last teacher I've I had several but the last teacher I had in my life uh her name was Joan Passy she was an award-winning concert pianist she received uh several uh Canada Council grants to study abroad her wisdom was instrumental in in the development of my skills as a music educator uh as a musician and ultimately in uh creating the program she was very proud of me when I created the Ultimate Music Theory program I was thrilled that she was able, uh, was. Was able to see the foundation of the ultimate music theory program before she passed away. Uh, her legacy lives on inside of me, and as I'm sharing that with my students, of course, it lives on. So uh, I'm really grateful that I, I always said that. You know, all of my wisdom—it was really her, she subbed everything into my brain. <laughs> And then I was just the facilitator of her massive knowledge. So I'm very grateful uh, for the wonderful teachers, all of them, including my dad, who was my first teacher. (laughs) So thank you. That's wonderful. That must have been so gratifying for her to
0: see one of her students sort of take on her legacy like that. That's that's, what what a fantastic story. Thank you so much for sharing all this insight with us today, Glory. We really appreciate you being on the podcast.